0: The coffee and bible time podcast for those that may be listening for the first time our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform youtube our channel is called coffee and bible time where our goal is to help people delight in god's word we also have a website and storefront with bible studies prayer journals courses and more i'm mentor mama and today we are going to be talking about the beauty of adoption and the hope of the adoption journey you know this very important topic is going to be discussed as seen through the soon-to-be released movie life mark starting on september 9th of 2022 This movie is from executive producers the Kendrick Brothers and Kirk Cameron and is based on an incredible true story that celebrates adoption, reconciliation, and love. And this topic is very dear to my heart because as some of our listeners may know, I was given up for adoption and I am been just deeply blessed and grateful that my birth mother made the choice to not only give me life, but to also allow my adoptive parents the opportunity to realize their dream of having a family. So for those reasons, I am so excited to introduce our guests today, Alex and Stephen Kendrick, who have brought us many Christian films and books, and we'll be talking about their latest movie. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, is your church group looking for a new turnkey program that you can quickly and easily put in place? Well, we have just the opportunity for you. Coffee and Bible Time has created two new teaching courses on how to pray using our prayer journal and how to pray using our prayer binder. We modeled these teaching courses after a live event that we conducted for a group of 100 women and girls in Austin, Texas. Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, this cut off our ability to do live teaching, but the blessing that came out of that time was that we now have available video teaching that can be utilized by anyone, anywhere, at any time. In one course, Ashley teaches how to pray using the prayer journal, and in the other course, Mentor Mama teaches how to pray using the prayer binder. All you need to do to implement a program like the one we conducted live in Texas is to purchase one of our video teaching courses along with the number of either prayer journals or prayer binders for each participant in your group. This program is ideal for moms groups, women's ministry events, young adults groups, middle school and high school groups, or even small groups. And for a limited time, we have a special offer for our podcast listeners. Buy either nine prayer journals or prayer binders and get the 10th one free using the promo code podcast on our website at coffeeandbibletime.com. Alex Kendrick is dedicated his life to following Jesus Christ and making his love and truth known among the nations. After serving in church ministry for 20 years, he now writes, speaks, and produces Christian films with his brothers, Stephen and Shannon. Alex directed and co-wrote the movies Overcomer, War Room, Courageous, Fireproof, Facing the Giants, and Flywheel. And in 2021, the Kendrick Brothers released two films, Courageous Legacy and Show Me the Father, their first feature-length documentary, for which he served as an executive producer and writer. Alex is an executive producer, co-writer, and plays the role of Sean in their newest film, Life Mark. Similarly, after serving in church ministry for 20 years, Stephen Kendrick now writes, speaks, and produces Christian films with his brothers, Alex and Shannon. Stephen produced and co-wrote the movies, Overcomer, War Room, Courageous, Fireproof, and Facing the Giants. And Stephen also is an executive producer and co-writer on their newest film, Life Mark opening in theaters in September of 2022. Please welcome Alex and Steven.
1: Hey, good to be with you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. I am so (laughs) excited to have you both join us on our podcast. As I mentioned earlier, this topic is very near and dear to my heart. And even as an adopted person, your movie opened my eyes so much more to how all of the impacted parties and family members are affected emotionally and spiritually. Mm. So let's just jump right in and tell me what inspired you to make a film about adoption given today's environment.
2: We had just finished a movie called Overcomer a few years ago and Kirk Cameron gave us a call he, he was watching a short little documentary called I Lived on Parker Avenue. He said, guys, you got to watch this thing. you got to watch it. So Stephen and I watched it. It was so uh, moving and powerful. It was about the true story of an 18-year-old girl who at the last second rolls off the abortion table, says no to the abortion process, and the doctor was about to start. She places her baby for adoption. He is adopted by a Christian couple who could not have their own children. And then 18 years later, when this boy becomes a teenager, his name is David, he meets his biological mother. And that interaction was recorded on video by a friend. And it was one of the most powerful things we have seen. Uh, She thought that he would hate her. And he said, no, no, you let me live. And I love my family. I'm so grateful. I just had to say thank you. He wraps her up in this big hug and she just melts. Both of them now speak around the country, share their story and the value of adoption, the power Mm -hmm. of adoption Mm -hmm. and the beauty of life, that it is a gift from God. And we need to treasure it and fight for it. And so uh, we saw this, and there's more to this story. There's other twists along the way, but we said, "Wow, this really would be a good feature film." And we just let the story speak for itself. It's hard to argue with a true story. Oh. And little did we know that this year, when our movie's about to come out, Roe versus Wade was being overturned.. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are hopeful that this movie will grab the hearts of the viewers and, uh, and, and remind them that life is precious yes. and beautiful, that adoption is precious and beautiful and a wonderful ministry. And, uh, and so that's how we got into it. And we can't wait. It comes out September 9th. Can't wait for people to see it.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's just so powerful how God works in and through the adoption story. Uh, So, Steve and I, as I understand, you have your own family adoption story. Tell us about the process of adopting your daughter.
1: Well, my wife, Jill, and I had four biological children, and we were actually on an airplane flying to New York uh, about to hopefully approve the final print of the movie Courageous. And, uh, and while I was on the airplane, I was reading the scriptures. I was in John chapter 10 and I was studying about my role as a dad. And one of the things I saw consistently in scripture is that a shepherd is one of the best examples of a good leader and that God, the Lord is our shepherd, you know, and Jesus is a shepherd of his sheep. He viewed people that in the world as sheep without a shepherd or, or Followers without a leader, in a sense. And so I was trying to figure out, Lord, how can I be a better dad to my kids? And so I'm studying Jesus as he's talking about how to be a shepherd. And he gets to this verse in 16 where he says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold that I must bring to be a part of this fold. And there'll be one uh, sh- sheep pen, one shepherd over them. And he's talking about the Gentiles being included in the gospel. But in the context of my praying about my role as a dad, the Lord spoke to my heart on that airplane and said, you need to be open to adoption. There are other sheep that are not of your fault Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you need to bring to be a part of this. So I turned to my wife and I said, I think the Lord is telling me that we need to be open to adoption. I I didn't know that she'd been praying for me for two years, that God would turn my heart towards adoption.
0: And so... He
1: wrote, Yeah. So he confirmed that. Mm. I dated that in my Bible and wrote adoption next to John 10, 16. You fast forward two years of going through all the paperwork and the adoption process. And the Lord confirmed that it would be a girl and she would be from China. And so mm. after getting referrals, the first four referrals that we were trying to move towards accepting, there was this heavy lack of peace over those. And we didn't know why. And we were trying to figure out, you know, what's going on because, you know, I almost feel like there's these little orphans at my door knocking on the door saying, take me in and lead me to Christ and be my forever family. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is like, no. And, And so we turned down four referrals in tears, in prayer, in confusion, trying to figure out, Lord, what are you leading us to do? And on the fifth referral, there was a little girl who had half of a heart. Uh, she was born with half a heart, a worse medical condition than her, uh, than the other, two, the other girls. Uh, and, but total peace from the Lord. Like this is the one that I am leading you to adopt. Colossians three fifteen says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts and the Lord through his Holy spirit. One of the ways he guides us in accordance with his word is he will give us a peace or a lack of peace about something. So my wife and I both had a total peace. We moved forward, and it says that she was born on 2 2011 Valentine's Day 2011, Aww. and my wife said she was born on Valentine's Day with a broken heart, Aww. and so, and so we, we said, yes, we're going to adopt this baby girl. A few weeks later, my wife said, when did God speak to you on that airplane? And I, I I didn't remember. And I went back and I got my Bible and I opened it up. And there next to John 1016 said adoption. And it said 214, 2011 it was it was the Same day. Same <gasps> day that she was being born in China was the same wow. day God spoke to me on that airplane. Oh. <laughs> and so the Lord, it was like the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. And the Lord was <sighs> communicating. I was in you turning down those first four referrals. And I will be with you through this adoption process. So God taught us a lot about him, his heart for adoption. It says in Ephesians 1, every believer that places their faith in Christ, God adopts us into his family and we become his beloved children and he becomes our father. So when we saw Mia go from being an unwanted burden in a communist country to being Mm -hmm. a beloved welcome blessing in a Christian home, we saw that transformation of identity that takes place through adoption and she didn't ask for it. She didn't earn it. You know, she didn't pay for it. It was out of our choosing her and adopting her and loving her. So the Lord does that to us. It says in Ephesians, he sets his heart upon us. And when we place our faith in Christ, he becomes our father and believers oftentimes don't realize the benefits and the joys and the blessings that come through our spiritual adoption, that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. We're forgiven of all of our sins. We have the Holy Spirit placed in our hearts, which is the guarantee of our coming inheritance, it says in Ephesians 1. And we have a home in heaven waiting for us. And we have access now to the Father through Jesus in prayer, in uh, for everything that we need in life. And so, adoption is something near and dear to my heart because of the journey that we went on. And I'm grateful that life Mark is going to be promoting adoption with an emotional, beautiful, true story to people all over the world right now.
0: Yes. Yes. It's beautiful on so many levels, <laughs> our own personal stories and and God's adoption of his children. Uh, so it's such a beautiful thing that you guys have brought that to light and i think it's something that's i i I think that if you're not part of the whole adoption process it's maybe something that's not been given a lot of thought to right um one thing that i love about the movie is that you provided such beautiful depth into the thoughts and emotions of all the involved parties so the birth parents the adoptive parents, and adoptive grandparents, and the birth mother's spouse, and and of course the adopted child himself, and even siblings, as you wrote the script, how were you able to portray the character's emotions so accurately? Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT podcast. that's C-B-T-PODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com.
2: Well, you know, one of the blessings from doing this particular film is... We had the biological mother on set with us. Oh. We had the biological son on set with us with his <laughs> adoptive family. <clears throat> and they, um, they were watching some of the scenes and saying, yes, this is what we did. This is how we responded. And much of the movie, uh, much of it is exactly the dialogue that they said while they were walking this journey and uh, the part of parts of it that were recorded or filmed, we incorporated those true life pieces into the film. So if you watch the documentary, I lived on Parker Avenue, and then you see this movie Life Mark coming out in theaters this September, you will note, wow, a lot of the dialogue is exactly the same. So for us, we wanted to uh, share it accurately. We wanted to walk people through what really happened. And And yes, this is only one story, But it is a beautiful story, and it shows the potential and the possibilities of adoption. And this young man, David, who's now in his 20s, just got married and Mm -hmm. is now a young lawyer. He just passed the bar exam, so he's now a young lawyer. Part of what he does as an attorney is help families adopt children. And so think about this, this this biological mother who says, I'm not going to abort this baby. I'm going to let him live now she has a platform she never had before and she's she's now married and then this young baby who became David is now an attorney loves God loves his wife and his adopted family now helps other people people adopt their children and so much good has come out of this and so uh we're just grateful for their story we're grateful for them allowing us to share it in the form of a feature film and hope it just touches millions of people
0: yes and honestly that is the part of the story that needs to be told because i i often think about that myself like if i hadn't been given life my kids wouldn't be here. And right. I mean, it just it, the trickle down effect and or you just think of all, all of the anyone really like all of the different trades and the next Einstein and all these different, you know, types of people that mm-hmm. that live every day in our society. Ugh, it's just so profound. Well, this film, is pro-family and pro-reconciliation, pro-forgiveness, and so much more. How do you think this film will impact how people view adoption?
1: Um, I would say that so many people, even believers, they, they think adoption's a good idea for someone else. They think, well, that's good for them, but not for me. And uh, if you look in James 1, 27, the Lord says pure religion before God and the father is to keep yourself unspotted from the world, but also to care for widows and orphans. Mm-hmm. And the fatherless is actually one of the translations that's used there. But it's this idea that the most vulnerable in our society, widows who have no husband to protect, lead, guide, provide for them anymore, and children who don't have moms and dads That God says, show compassion for them at at their point of need. When we think about the heart of Jesus, Jesus went beyond the law and what it required. And he always went the extra mile. And when he saw people in need, he didn't just say, Well, you're getting what you deserve. You know, he would show love and compassion to them at their point of need and then move them towards a closer relationship with God. The church right now has an opportunity through the overturning of Roe v. Wade. You know, the battle there's, the battle's not over. It's just dropped from one battle at the Supreme Court to 50 battles in all 50 states at the state Supreme Courts. And mm-hmm. now, believers, it's hitting more local to home. Believers have to rise up and pray for, like First Timothy 2 says, and support their state legislators and help them respond with courage the world yes. has a lopsided, uh, lopsided compassion. You know, a, an abortion industry would say, oh, we're going to show compassion for these girls that don't want to be pregnant right now, or for these babies that are unwanted. But the truth is God calls us to compassion at every level. Compassion, not only for a girl in an unwanted pregnancy, uh, but also the baby in her womb, also for parents who cannot have children, also for people that have had abortions in the past and are now suffering the guilt, the weight, the shame of that. In in every one of these situations, the gospel can be communicated in love and in compassion towards them. And, and we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. So the church has to rise up right now in prayer and then locally by Supporting local women's pregnancy centers, supporting uh, adoption ministries and launching adoption ministry, encouraging families to pray about adoption because it's such a beautiful journey when God is in the middle of that. And just like I was, you know, supportive of adoption for someone else, we had four biological children at the time. <laughs> when the Lord turned my heart in the context of seeking Him in His word and in prayer, when the Lord turned my heart to that, I had no idea what we were in store for. And my, our daughter, Mia, has now come to Christ. She's been on a mission trip. She's shared Aww. the gospel with other people. I mean, it's just amazing what the Lord has done in her heart. I was hugging her this morning, talking to her uh, about what do we do with God's blessings. It's just it's a beautiful thing. When we open up our hearts
2: and we say, Lord, by faith, I'm going to trust you. And she did have a successful heart surgery to help strengthen her heart. Yeah. So she's doing well. Oh,
0: that's amazing. You know, I think you so gracefully bring to light the fact that an unexpected pregnancy can be handled in different ways. And when life is chosen it can bring such joy into other people's lives and create future generations and allow people to fulfill God's plan for them here on earth. And so I just applaud you being courageous to make this film. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Times strive to help people delight in God's word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code c b t promo or find our link below to get 10 percent off your order and let's experience god's beauty together well the narrative in this movie that highlights the journey of meeting your birth parents for the first time is literally something that i've always dreamed of like exactly how you did it i was like you know, the documentary style of of Nate. I think he's an amazing character in the film. Um, but that literally like that was my dream. Um My story, however, is actually the opposite where I tried to connect with each of my birth parents and neither one of them wanted to get to know me. So I just wanted to say what words of encouragement do you have for maybe some people out there who are in situations like mine or maybe perhaps even birth parents whose child doesn't want to know them how would you encourage them
2: i'm going to start with a small answer i'm going to let stephen speak into that as an adoptive father himself you know the fact that i am adopted in god's spiritual family I am not pseudo a part of his family. I am not half a part of his family. I am fully a part of God's family. I am a saved through Jesus Christ, a Christian, follower of Christ, which means I am 100% saved and 100% in his family. Uh, And spiritually, he adopted me, right? So that is my first um, uh, analogy that uh, even when I think of my niece, Stephen's daughter, Mia, she is as much a part of our family as any of us are a part of our family. She mm-hmm. shares our last name, Kendrick. And it's not like, oh, you're you're a member of our family Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but not Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. <laughs> you know? it's, yeah. No, she is 100%. So her identity, her um, uh, schedule, her fellowship, her worship at church with us is 100% Kendrick is, is with us. And so um, she doesn't ever have to wonder if I don't ever get to meet my biological mother, do am I still loved and do I still belong? Am I still a member of his family? Yes, 100%. So yes, if that opportunity opens to meet uh, a biological parent and, and the Lord opens that door, fine. Do it with grace, do it with uh, love. But at the same time, when your identity is set, there, there are no more questions off to the side that you need to be, um, you know, that need to be lingering in your heart and your mind. You belong and you are loved and you you have your identity. And I, I would say um, that because of
1: those circumstances and an adopted uh, or a the biological parents, if they don't want to meet their biological children, it's not about the kids Right. it's about the the shame the guilt the hurt the fear that the enemy is is building up in the mind of those parents in their place of brokenness that they're not rejecting a child that they know or that they realize how precious and priceless they are they are bearing their own heavy weight and the lord in that situation you have to view it almost like a missionary would to a mission field you know you're the missionary if you know christ And you're praying for their heart, that God will turn their heart and save them. And uh, because that's more important than anything that you would get to see them in eternity in heaven. So Alex is absolutely Right. right. The bigger picture is that all of us, whether we know our biological parents or not, all of us are in desperate need of salvation through Jesus. And that God is the ultimate eternal father for all of us. And regardless of what womb he put us in and what home and what time he put us in, He is our father, and he's inviting all of us into an eternal, long-term, unconditionally loved relationship with him. And Ephesians says, you know, Paul is praying for believers that have this identity in Christ, but they don't know it. They have these resources in Christ and access to the father, but they don't know it. They have the love of the father, but they don't know it. So in chapters one and in chapters three, Paul is praying that the Holy Spirit will open the eyes of believers in their hearts and reveal to them their identity, their inheritance in Christ, the power they have through the Holy Spirit and the love, the width, the length, the depth, the height of the love of God, it says in Ephesians 3. And so all of us, regardless of where your background is, we need God to do that work in our hearts and show us how loved we are in him because Jesus can satisfy where this world cannot. And he can step in and fill every gap that this world will leave behind in our hearts. And we all have it, you know, in our lives. And so I think because you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good works he's prepared beforehand for you to do. In Ephesians 2, it talks about that. I think that the Lord not only placed you in that womb and gave you that journey, but through your brokenness and hurt and through what you've experienced in your unique circumstances, you will be able to shine and be a picture frame of the grace and the mercy and the love of God to this world through your story. And so I would continue to pray for your biological parents. I would not take it personally since it's about their brokenness and not about your worthiness or you being, you know. and remember and lean into the love your father has for you every day
0: yes oh great great advice so i just would encourage anyone out there who who may have experienced something similar you guys hit the nail on the head (laughs) right there that uh our our identity my identity is in christ Mm. alone all right so let's talk about a fun part of the movie so You know, you focus on this very important topic, but you also have some fun and a lot of action in this movie. Tell us about some of those um, action scenes, the skydiving and the ATV and cliff jumping. And I was on the edge of my seat a few times.
2: (laughs) You know, when we were discovering uh, the real people that we follow in the movie Life Mark. Uh, we came to find out that they had done a number of things that were very adventurous, and uh, the biological mother, Melissa Coles, really does race ATVs and and she does knife throwing and she loves being outdoors. She's she loves fishing and camping and things like that. And so we were like, "Wow, if if this was really a part of her life, let's let's put elements of that in the film." Then David. Uh, loves jumping off high dives into pools and cliffs, into rivers, and 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 actually did go skydiving. And he did these things. And he he wrestled it when he was in school years ago. And. And so we said, wow, if if they really did these things, let's put them in the film. So we didn't have to create any of those Mm -hmm. to add to a movie. We just said they really did them. Let's show it happening. And so the movie opens with a cliff jumping scene and he's jumping off a 50 foot high cliff. And um, and and some of his buddies do it with him at the same time. So we said, let's start the movie with that. And so uh, there there are some moments that were fun to shoot and um, and funny. And, uh, and so yes. we, we hope that people enjoy it when they
0: see it. Oh yes. This movie covers every gamut of emotion that you could possibly have in a, in a great way. Well, what, what do you hope people will take away from this movie?
1: Uh, our prayer on every one of our films is that people will have an encounter with the Lord when they watch the movie. You know, the Holy spirit knows where we all are and what we need to hear. And so they could be watching a scene about adoption and God could convict them about neglecting their biological children, you know. Uh, so our hope is that people that don't know Christ will be drawn and seeing the grace of God in on display, you know, on the screen. Uh, our hope would be that uh, teenage girls or, or anyone that's in an unwanted pregnancy will realize that they have the opportunity Uh, to trust God and not be afraid, and that this child is not going to end up in a ditch just because they had the baby, uh, but weren't able to raise it themselves. And so we would hope that that a lot of babies would be saved through this. We would Mm -hmm. hope to give courage and compassion into the hearts of leaders, business leaders, state legislators, pastors of churches that they'll begin to rise up with courage and with compassion and clarity and speak for the unborn but also promote adoption and see that it, that it's way better than abortion and way more beautiful And let let teenage girls if you're really if people are really pro-choice, let teenage girls or people hold the baby and look at it first before they make a decision because yes. even the, like 70% of the time if they'll even just see a sonogram and yes. hear that beating heart they'll change their mind but to hold it and then decide then uh and then to not live with regret so that later on you may be able to to meet that child and give it life and so uh but we also want to show compassion for um, those that have had abortions in the past. You know, millions of abortions since 1973 have happened in the United States. And people are walking around hiding the secret, broken, and needing the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness of God. Just like the woman caught in adultery when Jesus is showing her compassion, saying, go and sin no more, but he's also showing her grace that she doesn't deserve. There are a lot of people that are hurting out there, and mm-hmm. they're in churches. They're sitting in church pews on Sundays, and nobody knows but they're bearing this weight and uh, the church needs to be the number one place they can go to to find healing and compassion through Jesus. And so um, we're hoping that the Lord will use this movie internationally to support life and adoption. Yes. And uh, we're asking people to please not only support the film when it comes out on September 9th and to spread the word, but also to, uh, to pray for the impact of this film in other countries around the world.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know for me when just, you know, you said this film will touch everybody's hearts differently. And I know for me, it just gave me such a greater sense of appreciation for seeing the excitement of my adopted parents. Like I I wasn't around to see them go through that, but to watch somebody else go through that and think because they're both deceased now. But to think, wow, they were that excited to get me and to adopt me. And never in my entire life did I ever feel, uh, I always felt like I was their own. Even though they did an awesome job of, I always knew I was adopted. I don't ever remember them telling me. Um, So, yes, I think that this movie is going to touch everybody in some unique way. And we just pray and hope that it will have... A significant impact for God's kingdom. Well, where can audiences go to find out more about the film and purchase tickets?
2: So, LifeMarkMovie.com is the website, LifeMarkMovie.com and you can go there, type in your zip code if you'd like to see which theaters will be showing it in your area. You can buy tickets online. You can also see the movie trailer, and uh, the, the cover, this is the novel, but the uh, the cover of the uh, mo- uh, poster looks something like this. It'll say Life Mark, and you can get your tickets, you can get the novel, you can Uh, see also resources of ministries that can help with someone that would Mm. like counseling that would like more information about adoption or, um, is a way to heal. Talk to people that uh, can walk them through if they're walking through various aspects of this and they would like some healing. So no matter where you are, post-abortive, considering adoption, or you'd like to adopt yourself, there are connections there on the website, lifemarkmovie.com, that you can go to. So it's our our hope and goal to encourage people when they see the movie. The movie is entertaining, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's a true story and can encourage oh. and inspire people and also minister to people. And then going to the website, you can connect to uh, the resources that you need as well. And so we, we've tried to think through everything we can do for this uh, a very important topic yes. and how we can minister and touch people's lives. So lifemartmovie.com, that's the site.
0: Oh, fantastic. And how about if people want to find out more information about each of you?
1: Uh, we have a website, kendrickbrothers.com. And we also have a very active uh, Facebook page. And so you can go to the Kendrick Brothers on Facebook and see not only clips and trailers from previous films, but we do uh, scripture verses and uh, we have a whole prayer network and those kind of things. And so you can check that out on Facebook. So.
0: Oh, fantastic. We will include all of those links in our show notes. Before we wrap things up here, we have a couple standard questions that we kind of rapid fire to our guests. Mm-hmm, sure. So we want to ask you, what Bible do you, what's your go-to Bible and what translation is it?
2: Wow, that's hard. As ministers uh, being in, we were in full-time ministry for two decades. So, I think I have almost every translation. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I read the the NLT to my kids because it is um, it is today's uh, terminology and language.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, I love the NIV. I love the ESV. We have uh, King James, of course, and New King James. So there's, there's a number of things. And it's interesting, Stephen, we grew up memorizing verses. In either, King James. Either from King James. And then New King James,
1: or New King James. the older we got. I did And then we well. shifted to... So it's interesting, you know, as children, it was King James. In like middle school, it became New King James. In like high school, the NIV was the hot one in youth mm-hmm. ministries that people were reading. Now a lot of pastors are using the ESV. But uh, since... Early 2000s, I've been reading the New American Standard updated. And uh, but now the New American Standard Study Bible that I I read now is uh, I love it. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying that
2: one. Right yeah. Now. I, and, I, and I would say, too, I have the Bible I read to my family. I have one by my bed. Like right now, I'm going through a chronological oh, yes. uh, Bible, and I'm enjoying that, you know, just reading what happened in scripture chronologically. Yes. So it does jump from one book to another, you know, sections at a time. But that is so fascinating to do that. So I, I recommend that. At some point in your christian walk to read read scripture chronologically um but yeah so i i have a version that i travel with that you know (laughs) so so i different ones but it's uh it's like having a number of swords like i'm ready
0: ready. Yes, (laughs)
1: yes and and sometimes you can get stuck in a rut where you're so familiar with something your mind kind of goes in autopilot. Oh, I know that verse or I know that passage or whatever. Sometimes when you read it in a different translation, as long as it's a solid one, that's based Mm -hmm. upon the original Greek, Mm -hmm. uh, it will phrase it in a different way. And it's like, wow, I've never really thought about it that way. You know, and so uh i i'll recommend though but read your bible whatever translation (laughs) it is read it yes and ask the holy spirit to speak to you through it yes
0: yes absolutely how about do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your bible study experience
2: I do journal, but it's basically, uh, it's a leather bound uh, journal. It's actually my seventh one. So, and and it's just, it's just open on the inside. So I, as I'm going through a chapter or a a passage of scripture, I'll read it, ask the Lord to speak to me. And then I write down what I'm learning, what jumped out at me, what the Lord said to my heart, things like that. So I, but it's not a specific brand or type. It's just, you know, it's got the pages there where I can make those notes. So I do, I am for uh, journaling and writing down what the Lord says to you and, and to even date it, it's fascinating to go back and see where you were a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, in your walk with the Lord and what he, what he taught you. Uh, but I I don't know that I have a specific brand of that. Yeah, me neither. I've used lots of different journals, but
1: I don't know of a specific brand. Okay.
0: No worries. How about the last question here is what's your favorite app or website for Bible study tools?
1: Um, I use gateway. Bible gateway yeah. on my phone and uh, the blue letter Bible, sometimes I'll pull up because it can drop into the Greek and the Hebrew yes. if I'm looking
2: up and we'll just want to read a little bit more commentary about that. So, yeah, so I use Bible gateway. I was using it this morning. I went on a, a little walk and a jog with my wife this morning. And so we, I, I like this one because you can play the voice that will yes. read to you the passage in the scriptures as you're doing your activities and so sometimes like when we're exercising we'll have the bible being read to us yes. which is which is uh which is awesome so i yes. love that i actually use bible audio Ooh. uh
1: which is another one and it it has the whole it has the music and the sound effects and that kind of stuff as they read through the scriptures so when i'm listening i use bible audio when i'm reading i use bible gateway
0: Ooh, excellent. Well, listeners, check all of those out. We'll have the links in the show notes. And Alex and Stephen, thank you so much for being here today to share about your new movie and just for bringing this topic to screens all across the country. I'm so thankful. Thank
1: you.
2: Thank you so much. Good to talk with you. Yes. God bless you.
0: Thank you. And for our listeners, don't miss out on this movie. It's truly such a blessing. We will provide a link to where you can purchase your tickets in our show notes. And be sure to head over to our blog where you can share your comments with us on this podcast. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.